Blog Talk Radio. we have is to keep the name and memory of our beloved airline going strong and our family together. As we have said throughout last year, we have become the radio voice of Eastern Airlines with not only Eastern folks listening, but listeners from around the world, over 50 countries now. We truly have become known around the world and we hope to add more in this year 2020. We broadcast from our studio in St. Augustine, Florida, and have hosts from many parts of the U.S. that are with us each week. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show, and we have another great one for you tonight with an all-star cast. Chuck Albright, our radio show announcer, is here to get us started. Chuck, it's all yours. Hello, Eastern family and friends. As our producer said, we're glad you're with us for more of Eastern's talk, news, and information. As I said before, my name is Chuck Albright. I'm coming to you live from the village of Florida, where the weather right now is about a balmy 67 degrees with clear skies. The snowbirds had a great week golfing this week. They've had great weather on the cool side. Let's hear from our hosts and ask them to give their location and weather. Mr. Producer, I've missed one. Please let me know. Well, let's start with my neighbors, Dorothy and Don. How are things up there in the north of the village? Well, we had a little cool weather, which I'm not happy about, but Don said it's only for a few days, so I'm looking for the better weather, but everybody else likes it. Back to you, Don. Well, no, that's okay. All right. <laughs> Jim and Carrie Holder, how's those in the Hotlanta area? Well, Hotlanta ain't hot, but it's cold and rainy, a cold rain, and it's come down so hard <laughs> that we've managed to lose about one-fifth of the electricity in our house. The oh, man wow. is coming tomorrow, and he said he's going to fix it. I hope he does. Carrie, what do you got to say? Um, well, it just feels like we've moved to Seattle or something like that. We just <laughs> so much rain. Ready <laughs> to move back to Georgia. <laughs> All right. In the state of the Big Apple, we'll travel up to Long Island where Mike Scott calls home. 
How is it up there, Mike? Well, we had a high of 56 degrees today, and it's presently 44. Supposed to go down to 39 tonight. It's a little cloudy. Ooh. Supposed to be cloudy with light rain showers and 49 tomorrow. Still Ooh. unseasonably cool, uh, warm. I don't like Sounds that. Good, <laughs> now let's go back to Florida. By golly, our hosts are scattered all over the country of ours. Colleen, how are things in your area just north of Tampa? Okay, so here in Wesley Chapel, it's 71 degrees and nice and clear, and it's going to be the mid-80s for the next couple of days before we have a little bit more rain. But it's uh, great weather. The cold has passed us a little bit. Chuck? <laughs> Well, now let's go down to Miami area. That's uh, where my hometown is. And we have our eastern version of 3.0 guy, Mark Porter. Mark, please tell us, uh, is it a balmy 80 degrees down there? Well, it's still still nice and warm down here. A little cool on the beach for me, but I sure did see a whole bunch of bikinis on that beach. So it must be nice enough for them. (laughs) On the way. Me too. <laughs> From all our hosts, welcome, and thank you for listening and calling the show over the past nine years. You truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611. Just say hello and talk to us on the air live every Monday evening. We can identify many countries around the world who listen in with our blog talk radio application. Just think, we have folks from Denmark, Sweden, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Turkey, China, Japan. That just picks up our broadcast just to name a few. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Won't you join us by adding your voice to the broadcast? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our homepage at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in on the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits, 213-816-1611. And by the way, tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing. We're well over 1,037 by now. I don't know if we have any more. Dorothy might say something later. Don't forget, you can listen to any of our 446 Monday night broadcasts and our 100-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's Captain, C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, and scrolling through the archives of the broadcast. Each episode is briefly described. We're nearing our 600th episode. I believe that's pretty close. And all because of listeners like you wanting to talk about Eastern Airlines. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our hosts, 
we ask you to please mute your phone, as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out the background noises. Now I see we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get Flight 447 in the air. Tower Blur, 650 volt, tip off. 50, 27 left, little land, 230 at 20. 7 left, Blur. that doesn't plan for the future may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. Virginia, now mama, take me 
In celebration of the 50th Annual Country Music Award Association Awards, CMA has created the biggest music video in country music history. Titled Forever Country, the single and accompanying music video features 30 CMA award-winning acts. This single was produced by CMA board member and CMA award winner Shane McAnally, and the video was directed by Grammy Award-winning director Joseph Kahn. The 50th annual CMA Awards will be hosted by Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood and broadcast live from Nashville. CMA is dedicated to bringing the poetry and emotion of country music to the world. CMA will continue the tradition of leadership and professionalism, promoting the music and recognizing excellence in all its forms. While fostering the spirit of community and sharing, we will respect and encourage creativity and the unique contributions of all. CMA will be be a place to have fun and celebrate success. We will take risks, embrace change, and always exceed the expectations of those we serve. Now, Mike Scott, why don't you read the list of recording artists that are in this beautiful collection of country music? Thank you, Carrie. Here are the artists. Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Little Big Town, Luke Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Randy Travis, Blake Shelton, George Strait, Casey Musgraves, Eric Church, Ronnie Millsap, Charlie Pride, Derek's Bentley, Tricia Yearwood, Lady... Adel Bellum, Darius Rucker, Martina McBride, Jason Aldean, Rachel Flats, Willie Nelson, Brooks and Dunn, Alabama, Brett Eldridge, Reba McIntyre, Alan Jackson, Vince Gill, Carrie Underwood, and last but not least, Dolly Parton. Forever Country is a 2016 mashup performed by the artists of then, now, and forever. A one-time gathering of 30 country music artists. The song combines elements of three previous country hits, 
John Denver's Take Me Home, Country Roads, 1971. Willie Nelson's On the Road Again, 1979. And Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, 1973. The song was recorded in, to commemorate the Country Music Association Awards reaching its 50th year. Originally, CMA Awards producers had wanted to record a cover of a single song. The idea to instead record a, mis-up, a mashup of, which came from a uh, Joseph Kahn, who directed the song's music video. The song was directed or recorded in a span of three days in Nashville, Tennessee, in night, uh, correction, uh, June 2016, with Shane McNally as producer, with the music video produced concurrently. And here are additional facts about the recording. Captain Jim, you got any further on that? Yes, sir. Thanks, Mike. Forever, Forever Country was released on September the 16th, 2016, and the video premiered four days later on September 20th during Dancing with the Stars. All profits from the sale and streaming of the song got go to music education supported by the CMA Foundation. Uh, the song debuted on top of Billboard's, Billboard's Hot Country Song Chart, becoming the third song in history to achieve the feat and giving every artist featured on the song a number one hit. In a rare display, the rival Academy of Country Music gave Forever Country, that's the song, and the CMA their Video of the Year Award, the rival did, at their 2017 ceremony. Now, here's an interesting advertisement of two great companies back in 1932, Eastern Airlines and Coca-Cola. It reads, drink Coca-Cola, it's delicious and refreshing. The billboard in Spartanburg, South Carolina, tell the benefits of the two companies, Eastern Air Transport schedule of flights and the captain reading a couple of good southerners, end quote. Coca-Cola points to Atlanta, Georgia as its hometown with a great deal of pride. But Coca-Cola is found everywhere. Eastern Air Transports points to Atlanta, its operations center, and a principal station with a great deal of pride. But Eastern Air Transport serves 26 cities along with Eastern Seaboard. But Coca-Cola again and Eastern Airlines have one thing in common. Where you find Eastern Airlines, you will find the other. And both are a couple of good Southerners doing business in lots of places. In Spartansburg, for instance, the billboard was displaced. If you're reading this, that's in quotes, if you're reading this, of which I certainly am, is a song performed by American country music artist Tim McGraw. The song was first performed at the Academy of Country Music, that's the ACM, Awards which were held in Las Vegas, Nevada, and aired May 15, 2007 on CBS. Shortly after McGraw's live performance, several radio stations began playing a telecast of the song, boosting it to a debut at number 35, that's pretty high, on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart from an unsolicited airplay. A mixed version of the live recordings was later released to radio as a single, keep up with this now, overlapping Tim's <laughs> then-current single, I Need You, with a duet with his wife, Faye Hill, and she's from Mississippi. 
In November 2007, if you're reading this, reached a peak of number three on the Billboard Country Chart, becoming McGraw's 42nd, 42nd top country hit overall. The song also peaked at number 41 on the Billboard Billboard Hot 100. Oh, me. Now, Mr. Bruce, let me get off of here and listen to you reading here about Timber. Oh, I can't take any more. <laughs> My mama's sitting there Looks like I only got a one-way ticket away So wish I give you one more kiss and War was just a game we played when we were kids Well, I'm laying down my gun I'm hanging up my boots I'm up here with God and we're both watching over you. So lay me down in that open field out on the edge of town. To know If you're reading this, I'm already home. If you're reading this, halfway around the world, I won't be there to see the birth of our little girl. I hope she looks like you. I hope she fights like me. Stands up for the innocent and the weak. I'm laying down my gun. I'm hanging up my boots. Till dad, I don't regret that I followed in his
I'm always playing in the door. If you're remiss, if you're remiss, I'm already Anymore 
have heard my name a few times in your phone book. And I've seen it all signs where I play. But the only time I know I'll hear David Allen Cole is when Jesus has his final judgment day. So I'll hang around as long as you will let me. And I never mind it standing in the Steve Goodman wrote that song, and he told me it was the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back a letter, and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about mama, or train, or truck, or present, or getting drunk. Well, he sat down and wrote another verse to the song, and he sent it to me, and After reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song, and I felt obliged to include it on this album. The last verse goes like this here. Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison, and I went to pick her up in the rain. newsletter, Newswing. The article from 1931 reads, The club compartments of their Curtis Condors used on the New York-Washington Division of the Eastern Air Transport System are comfortable and inviting as they are, 
but a new social touch was given them and has become highly popular when winsome, capable hostesses were added as regular members of each crew this month. Trained girls, these who know flying and have learned the little touches, which adds so much to it. They're dressed in neat uniforms and contribute greatly to the pleasure of the trip. Their duties are of social nature, to get up a bridge party if a bridge game is desired, to serve you a cup of hot coffee or a cup of tea, and some tasty biscuits. And we might add, it certainly did catch on. Amarillo by Morning is a country music song written by Terry Stafford and Paul Frazier and recorded by Stafford in 1973. Several cover versions have since been made, including a major 1983 hit for George Strait and Chris Ledoux. Members of the Western Writers of America chose it as one of the top 100 Western songs of all time. Stafford received the song after playing with his band, conceived the song, after playing with his band at a rodeo in San Antonio, Texas, and then driving back to his home in Amarillo, Texas. Now, let's drive those country roads in the Lone Star State. Mr. Producer, Mm -hmm. if you will.
when pilot Vern Tree stepped over the side of his airplane in April 1930 after battling with fog for four hours and descended 11,000 feet under the Swiftly Company's new Floyd Smith parachute, he fell heir to one of the prettiest groom watches you ever saw. The sweatless people presented it to him, engraved on the back with a caterpillar, his name, and April 23, 1930, the date of his jump. He also had one of those pretty little gold caterpillars to wear in his lapel now. He deserved it because that was some of the prettiest flying possible. And in mentioning this, let us not forget that pilot Dick Merrill won the laurels that night that matched up with the best. He cruised over a glowing spot in the fog for about four hours and ten minutes until a rift appeared and glided down to a safe landing just before it closed up again. This article appeared in the June 1930 issue of the Newswing. We would call, back in those days, these men and their flying machines, King of the Air. King of the Road is a song originally recorded in November 1964 by country singer Roger Miller. The lyrics tell of the day-to-day life of a vagabond hobo who, despite being poor, a man of means by no means, revels in his freedom, describing himself humorously or possibly cynically as the king of the road. It was Miller's fifth song for smash hits. Miller recalled that the song was inspired when he was driving and saw a sign on the side of a barn that read, Trailers for Sale or Rent. This would become the opening line of the song. The song was performed live by Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, Mary Stewart, Marty Stewart, Dwight Yoakam, and Dolly Parton during Miller's posthumous induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame at the 1995 CMA Awards Ceremony. Now let's hear about those trailers for sale or rent. How about it, producer? Trailers for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets Ain't got no cigarettes ah, But two hours of pushing broom buys an eight, twelve, four bedroom I'm a man of means by no means King of the road Boxcar, midnight train, destination banger, main. Whoa, worn out suit and shoes. I don't pay no union dues. I smoke old stogies I have found. Short, but not too big around. I'm a man of means, by no means. King of the road. I know every engineer on every train All their children, all of their names And every handout in every town 
locked, it ain't locked when no one's around. I sing, traders for sale are rent. Rooms let fifty cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes. I've two hours of pushing rooms. Age for twelve, four bedroom, mama. Jackson, 
look out Jackson Town. We'll go on down to Jackson. Go ahead and wreck your hell. Go play your hand, you big top man. Make a big fool of yourself. Yeah, go to Jackson. Go comb your hair. And I'm going to snowball Jackson. When I breeze into that city, people gonna stoop and bow. All them women gonna make me teach them what they don't know how. I'm going to Jackson. You turn loose of my coat. Cause I'm going to Jackson. Goodbye, that's all she wrote. Take, he'd sit down in a chair. 
I remember thinking, hush, you're not jiving, because he was so weak that all he could do was just sing a few lines and then sit, just fall into a chair. Struggle, strife, and your woman running off with another man. I'll never get out of this world alive, encapsulated, troubled country music hero, Hank Williams' world of heartache in a jaunty way with melancholy. It reached number one in the U.S. Billboard charts the week of Williams' death on January 1st, 1953, at the age of 29. Mm -hmm. Now, Mr. Producer, can we hear that song? Fishing poles broke, the creek is full of sand. My woman run away with another man. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. My distant uncle passed away and left me quite a batch. And I was living high until the fatal day. A lawyer proved I wasn't born, I was only hatched. Everything's against me and it's got me down. If I jumped in the river, I would probably drown. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll ever get out of this world alive. Western songs. I never really was uh, one of my favorite uh, music genres, uh, but uh, I actually looked up on Amazon to see how much uh, a a great uh, Horner harmonica would cost. I kind of like to learn to play the harmonica to get into some of this Western music. <laughs> there you go. Comes with a set of false teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, those are juice harps. Remember, they used to call them juice harps. And um, you wouldn't want to 
Yeah, you wouldn't want to loan it out <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, I don't right, saliva. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, About one thing that I wanted to point out, and that was the Caterpillar Club. Mike and Jim, uh, you have heard of the Caterpillar Club, haven't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I have. I have. Yeah, yeah, do the self-letdown. Well, if you if you have to. Ba- if you have to bail out of an airplane uh, without an engine like Hassan Callaway did over the hills of Tennessee at low altitude, uh, anytime you have to bail out and leave an airplane, uh, there's a club, and it's called the Caterpillar Club. And I did a interview with Hassan Callaway telling about this experience that he had when his airplane, a instructional airplane back in the 40s, I guess, caught fire and he and the uh, and his student had to bail out and he told us about the uh, the caterpillar club and uh, yeah. fortunately I don't have one of those caterpillars <laughs> I don't I don't need them. I don't need them. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one thing though I remember where I was on January the 1st 1953 I was listening to the radio out in somebody's yard at Christmas you know, New Year's Day, and I was listening through the screen, and it came over about noon that Hank Williams had died, and man, it oh, was wow. the whole day. Yeah. I remember it yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a real tragedy. One of those stars that you just don't forget about. Right. His son uh, sings, doesn't he? Uh, Junior Hank Williams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, he tried. He tried, he tried to copy fell his. Off a mountain he, or something, and. Messed him up, and he wears sunglasses all the time. Oh. He's about twice as big as his dad. Yeah, he, tr- he tried to copy twice. his dad for the longest time, but it, it didn't work. So he finally came up with his own style, which worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, right. I've liked that little yodel that uh, Hank Williams had in mm. his uh, <laughs> singing. I like that. I think he did a lot of yodeling too. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Too. Yeah, the, your underwear was pretty tight back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear from Mark Porter. Mark, what have you got new for us, uh, or uh, do you have anything new about the Eastern Airlines, or can you speculate, or can you tell us anything about sure. 3.0? On, 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 on that Caterpillar thing, remind me one day to tell you about my Father's B twenty four episode and uh, on the caterpillar thing, and I'll, I'll bring it up. Um, okay. Right. On the caterpillar, uh, sorry, on the uh, Eastern, um, they've Eastern Airlines has pushed back service to Guyana from the fifth of March to the nineteenth of March, which leads me to believe that something is up with Eastern. And since they can't provide service to China, and I was told that the seven 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 would be online the first quarter of 2020. Um, I'm speculating they might be going to India, um, oh. which would make kind of perfect sense. Eastern is going to hire from two, basically two months ago to next October. They plan to hire a hundred pilots. Oh wow! Um, now that's be three crew per aircraft. But still, that's a lot more aircraft. That'd be, what, 27 or something? So that's a lot more airplanes than they've got now. But they do have with um, their sister company, company, 
um, Alta, they have three seven four sevens. They do have three seven seven sevens, and they have four seven six sevens and two DC tens. And then with Jet Midwest, that is affiliated with Eastern. They have a total of twelve seven four sevens. Wow. So they've got a lot of aircraft, and should they decide to put, let's say, half of those 747s into the sky, um, I would would go with the 74s to India and the 777s to South America, like Sao Paulo and Rio and Buenos Aires, um, out of the big cities like New York, Los Angeles. But things are too quiet, and um, uh, Steve is doing a great job, but... To push back Guyana, which is their most important market, from the 5th to the 19th, and hiring 100 pilots, something big is up. And they painted their new design, which is like yellow, black, white, and blues, which is basically the world population, on a 787. Wow. So why paint it on a 787 and not a 767? If you're not getting seven eight seven, do they still carry the, the logo mark? Put, <clears throat> yeah, they they put the uh, this time they put the uh, Falcon on the tail. Okay. Oh, on the new back. design. Yeah. Falcon or the hockey stick? The hockey stick. No, the Falcon. Oh, the Falcon. Ah. Mhm. Yeah, they oh, put the Falcon on there. And it looks rather going. smart. Some people, some people don't like the black, um, and they prefer blue there and stuff like this. But if you take the world population, you can understand why the black and the yellow, um, the white, uh, the blue. Uh, you can understand all these colors that they have mixed in, and the aircraft does look rather sharp. <laughs> so I guess the other go. That's what they said they were going going to do is they were going to have their planes match the destinations they go to. Yeah. So kind of makes sense. Right. Not that I like it. I'd rather have uh, the regular blue and so forth, but it does make sense. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for um, to be told what this aircraft the it's a seven no it's a seven six seven two hundred and I'm waiting to find out if they're going to put it in new. Or in the old colors, probably in the old colors, because I cannot imagine them spending all of this new paint on a 30-plus-year-old aircraft. I, that's why I can I can see yeah, it on a yeah. 14-year-old 777. I mean, yeah. they have these beautiful 777s, and they even tore down a uh, ESAD's 13-year-old 777 for spare parts. Mm. And that's a well, really newish, newish aircraft. Because, uh, yeah. They're spending a, a, a lot of money, you know. So a lot. It, yeah, they're they're getting money coming in. It's flowing because they wouldn't be able to do this if they weren't. I know the investor Ken Woolley said uh, he was going to do that and uh, get it going, and he has kept his word, if nothing else. So right. I mean more promise than it was the last time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark, and, uh, uh, you know, this, this uh, uh, flying to India, I don't know, I used to, years ago, I went in and out of Bombay a lot, which is now, of course, Mumbai, and uh, they had tons of 747s back then. It seemed to me at, th- at that time that they were they were flying over full and coming back empty most of the time, so I don't know how that all's going to work out with the Eastern thing. Well, there's a lot of uh, travel between. Remember, India is rather wealthy now. Uh, the Indians um, are not as um, poor as they used to be. They're making really good money. Matter of fact, they're even right here in uh, in Miami and Sanford and uh, or the Orlando area and Tampa. And they're and they're a all lot. they're all training for um, Indian Airlines on the Airbus. Yeah. Uh, units that they have around the country, so the 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 ratcheting up on the airlines in India on Airbus and Boeing is rather fast. And I've met some of these chaps, and they're over here, and they're you know training for their Airbus A320s and A321s, and um, I think there's a lot coming back to this country now than it That's used to be. Sure, a lot goes to India. Mm-hmm. You said that before that the planes going into India weren't coming back full. Is there a place that they could leave India and go in between that before they come back to make their money? I see New York as a as a as a marriage uh, for Eastern. Um, it was for Pan Am, and I don't think that um, Delta really has ever known how to deal with it properly. I still see them as a Western airline um, because going over to India, the CEO was the COO of an airline over there. And I think he knows how to work India. And I think he, I mean, you could bring Indian, um, you could service it from Houston. You could service it from JFK. I think those are two big markets and to Heathrow and you have the aircraft to do it. So why not do it? I think is the market will be online the, too. Do you think the interest is there for all of this travel over to India? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I traveled in and out of there extensively, you know, between Bombay, Mumbai, and Delhi and Calcutta and all that. And it was, uh, it's, you know, it wasn't really a garden spot, so to say. And uh, so yeah. I'm just wondering how the load factor would uh, would be well, for people Eastern who would be interested in that. Right. Eastern strategy is not for North American market. It is the Pan Am strategy, which is the bringing the uh, Hindu or the Shiite population here, and the same with the Guayaquil, and the same with the Guyanese, and same with the yeah. um, Brazilian, everything. And, so, and, and the, for example, New York is huge in, in the Brazilian market. And Dominican market and um, Puerto Rican market, so it's really bringing them up here to see family, and then going back home. Yeah. And a lot of the aircraft start in the South American or for Central American markets, and coming up to JFK or Miami, and then going Ooh. back. And any North Americans that want to go as a tourist to get on board um, can can do that. And um, that's why I think the prices are lower from the United States to encourage that. 
Okay. Thank you very much. We've got to move along. A little bit more to go here. And uh, Colleen, you were going to tell us about the Silverliners, but you mentioned before the show that not much is happening there. But there is a group down in Naples, Florida, having a interline. We mentioned that last week. Can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, Colleen? Uh, yes, I. Yes, I will. Uh, but I have to make a little correction here. I can't say that there's not much happening with the Silverliners. Okay. Uh, we're adding new chapters. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in trouble. Um, oh yeah. We're adding to, we're adding chapters all the time, and our convention is coming up May third to sixth. It's uh, Havana Nights down in St. Petersburg, and it'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, um, airlines do have their flight attendant or stewardess uh, alumni organizations, but there are some areas of the country where there isn't a particular airline, alumni airline group, but a lot of flight attendants live in that area, know each other. They get together for a yearly luncheon. There's one in Naples, Naples, Florida. It's uh, the interline luncheon. They hold it once a year in February, and uh, February 29th, this Saturday, they have their 21st interline luncheon. And there's flight attendants or stewardesses from many airlines uh, and all over Florida. And I had a friend in New Jersey who go down to the luncheon, and it's open to all airlines. Uh, I b- believe this one in Naples, this luncheon might be sold out already. But uh, if anybody's interested in getting in touch with that organization, they can contact Jane Colson, K-O-L-C-Z-U-N. Her number is 239-245-8173. And each airline, they have tables set up for each airline and have a good representation from each airline at this luncheon. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Okay, thanks so much, uh, Colleen. And uh, now, uh, anything new with uh, REPA, Jim Holder? Well, last uh, November, I uh, know, wait, June 1st last year, I re- stepped down as REPA T editor. And somewhere in the last month or so, I guess I've stepped back up because nobody would come on and take the job. And <laughs> I am Good choice. now... Yeah, and uh, I'm now working on a smaller version of Repartee, maybe 16 pages, no color, black and white, you know, and that kind of stuff. No fancy pictures on the cover and everything, mainly to uh, talk about our upcoming reunion, which we now know is going to be August the 26th and August the 27th. You can come in on the 25th if you want to and have a good time at the Embassy Suites in Kennesaw, Georgia. So that's the night of August 25th, the 26th, the 27th, go home on the 28th. Uh, It's a wonderful place. It's easy to get to, even if you live in South Atlanta, which is not too easy to get to, to tell you the truth, because of the traffic around 285. But we're looking forward to having a good group. I understand we're going to have Big John Shearer. And Sam, the Sham, Gore, both Eastern captains, are going to be our entertainment for the banquet on the night of the 27th. We're going to have another great auction that we did last time with Jim Gardner, 
Captain Jim Gardner is the world's greatest auctioneer, and he raised $1,200 for OA Fishes. Uh, campground for boys and girls up in North Carolina, and I've got a bunch of stuff, and I'm sure other people do too, to have another great auction on the night of the 27th. So, there'll be more coming along on that, and I would hope that uh, everybody, Colleen, Neil, Mike Scott, uh, all you guys, uh, Chuck, come on up to the cold, come on up to Atlanta on the 25th of August and have a good time with us. We would love to have you. And that's about it's it. That's right. To a lot of people, is it not, Jim? Not just pilots? Would you say, oh, yeah, it's not just pilots. Okay. We have uh, former pilots, retired pilots. We have uh, people on the ground pounders. Uh, we got everybody, and anybody's welcome to come. You don't have to belong to Reaper, although we'll sign you up if you do. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'd love to have you. Well, we're going to try. I'm going to see. Peggy's doing a little bit better now, and hopefully it'll remain Good. that way. She'll Good. she'll uh, be uh, strong enough. We can spend at least uh, two days there, and I think yeah. the, the, conv- right. the reunion's only two days long, isn't it, Jim? Right, two nights, two nights. Yeah, yeah two we, nights. We, we yeah. don't call yeah. it a convention that was three nights. We call yeah. it a reunion yeah. for two nights. Okay, all and, right. And uh, it's a beautiful place. It's easy to get to. It's right up I-75, yeah. just north of Atlanta on the right, Kennesaw. State University exit and get off there and there's with you know they got free but at five o'clock they have free but free drinks. And I'm not oh talking yeah, about, yeah. I'm talking That's about free drinks without the all in them. And uh, and we have wondered, our own cocktail party too. I often uh, wondered got why free it, breakfasts. Yeah. The embassy suites wasn't used in the past. It's a great no, place, a great venue, a great venue. Well, it's listen, I want to. I've got a little uh, announcement here, not an announcement, but request, I guess. Uh, I'm the last man standing. Back uh, a few years ago, uh, Gene, Captain Gene Casadaban and five others, including myself, put together a, uh, a, a goal that Gene wanted to do at, during his presidency of REPA. And that was to start a scholarship program. Well, five have left us, gone west, and I'm the last man standing that that, uh, has a connection with Auburn University. And uh, I'm kind of shaky right now, (laughs) so I'm putting out a request. I'd like to have somebody to come along with me and find out what's going on over at Auburn and – and keep people in touch with the uh, scholarship foundation. So not much work. It's only when uh, Auburn reports and sends us the recipients of the scholarships. And along this line, I received over the weekend in my new little office, very small office of what we used to have, a call from a gentleman that uh, had heard that we have a scholarship program and wanted to know who was operating it. And the fellow's name was Joseph Gleason. Do any of you guys know a guy named Joseph Gleason? Not me. Was, no. he, a, okay. was he part of Auburn? No, no. He's a law- lawyer. He's an attorney. 
and he's down in the uh, Miami area. And uh, the granddaughter of Arthur Godfrey uh, had some mm. money, I guess, from maybe what he left his family, Arthur Godfrey. And he wanted to know all about Arthur Godfrey. And uh, in fact, well, he, he knew quite a bit of it because he set up the foundation for their scholarship program. Wow. And he was having some problems uh, uh, with the 501c3 and that type of thing. So, but we had a, about an hour conversation about uh, the, the scholarships that they were awarding a $5,000 scholarship to those that wanted to uh, be in aviation. So their scholarship program is uh, his, that he's a director of, is called the Arthur M. Godfrey Aviation Foundation. Mm -hmm. Arthur M. Godfrey. Mm -hmm. so, and that's a website. You can just put it in your browser, yeah. Arthur M. Godfrey Aviation Foundation, and uh, you can see what they're trying to do. Or um, I don't know how long it's going to work, but uh, I'm really happy that uh, we selected Auburn and didn't have to go through the 501C process with the Internal Revenue to get a charitable organization. Auburn is that's, a that's charitable organization. In, not, yeah. 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 Auburn well, is Auburn has the five oh one C three. And so they do what we would be doing. And of course, uh the 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 people that we have, uh, they're all my age and uh, five of them, like I say, out of the six have passed on. So uh, I hope somebody will step up a little bit younger than me maybe. Uh, hopefully, Neil, yeah, listen, I mean, people are younger than me. <laughs> well, that's the problem, Neil. There's nobody younger than us. I know it. Was, I know uh, it. Yeah. What, Neil, Captain Neil was uh, wasn't Bob Drowdy involved in that uh, the Auburn thing for a while? No, no, that, not uh, Bob. It was Whitey John, Bill Moore, uh, uh, Al Laud, uh Whitey John. I said I mentioned him myself. And I think one other two, yeah, Gene Casadevon, yeah, mm -hmm. and myself. So we were the the uh, six of us that put it together. And uh, Hal Nord, Hal and I went to yeah, Auburn Hal and Nord. selected yeah. selected Auburn to be the uh, uh, the uh, foundation or the scholarship that we would make the awards because they've got a great aviation program there. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's uh, listen to Dorothy tell us what's going to be on the menu here coming up. Dorothy? Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, I would just like to mention that um, REPA is our sponsor and the work they've done over the years, keeping the Eastern pilots together with the camaraderie they continue from the, their Eastern days is going on and on. And, of course, you know, as Jim said, they have their reunion for uh, 2020 coming up in August. Um, so we want to thank them very much for being a sponsor. And we want to encourage two other members to come ahead and be one of our sponsors as well um, to keep the Radio Voice of Eastern Airlines going strong. Uh, we've heard uh, um, in many, many countries, as uh, Chuck mentioned earlier, and uh, when you send in your donation of $40, you'll receive a signed copy of Neil's book, Wings of Many, free. 
It's a fun read by Eastern people back in the days of Eastern air transport to the wings of many and Americans' favorite way to fly. Uh, our membership now is 1037 and we appreciate all of those who are members and who also have become our sponsors, and we list that entire list up on our website, and you'll find it there under the sponsorship. Um, I'd also like to mention that uh, we have uh, we want to welcome one of our members uh, and author, Colleen Pettit. Uh, she's a doctor now. She got her doctorate, worked hard for it, and uh, she's on our website once again with her newest eighth book, and I have it shown on the website. It's on the front page, which will get you right to uh, the book review page. And uh, Colleen is one of our talented, gifted authors who has many times has, uh, been on our show as our guest speaker. And Colleen is also known in the airline industry as one of the most avid supporters of airline safety, and we all appreciate her time and efforts to do so. Her newest book is in another one in her collection, as I mentioned, and it can be uh, bought through her website, ColleenPettit.blogspot.com, or through Amazon. And the synopsis of her book is on our website, so please go there again and check it all out. Our programs uh, coming up next week is the future of aviation beyond 2020. Another very interesting show we're dying to hear. And on March 9th, we have an Eastern Music Bluegrass Greatest Hits that will be coming up. But we have a lot of interesting programs coming up. We have one on aviation media, media experts, and we have deregulation. And the most interesting 2019 aviation stories. So go to our website. We have a lot of information there. If you're not getting our um, brochure every single week that we send out our e blast, be sure to write to us at host at ealradioshow.com and we'll be sure you're on the list to get one. Back to you, Neil.
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.